Still out of touch, little insane. It's much easier than dealing with the pain. You have a beautiful voice. Uh, welcome to the Friends of the Rant podcast. We've just completed an interview with inarguably our most famous guest. I don't know. Back when we had a radio show, we did interview an old high school classmate of mine who was on a Food Network show. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's competing point. with that. <laughs> One time Vince Gill called into the radio show, too. <laughs> oh, come on. We've interviewed. Oh, no, you're right. This is a, a big guest for us. But we've interviewed stars before haven't we haven't we not on the podcast back when it was a radio a radio show, show. who was the biggest ago. name we we interviewed on the radio show stephen hawking called in one time all right you're bringing up a lot of fake guests that you did the voice for but i'm trying to think that maybe oh, i did that again i'm gonna turn this off um yeah i'm trying to think we that we had at least one or two semi-famous people call in. I have to go back and look at the tapes. But anyway, I digress. Yes, this was a this was a big guess, and we've already done the interview, which I guess you're about to hear. Yet we've already done it, and uh, um, I thought it went well. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, <laughs> and, and his drummer Mo is interesting as well. I just I like talking to musicians, anyways. Well, let's uh, let's say who we were talking to. That's that's a good idea. We yeah, inter- we interviewed singer songwriter Paleface, who's the Saturday headliner for Carolina Indie Fest on September 18th. He'll be playing the uh, the main stage on on Wicker Street outside Hugger Mugger. Yeah, it was a good interview. Um, you're a big fan of all things music, but more importantly, I think you have similar tastes as Paleface, and uh, I could tell as the interview progresses, as you'll hear. Um, you begin to get more uh, comfortable talking to him about his influences, which seem to match your influences. And uh, that, that was when I set the mic down and I walked outside and you just kept going and, and uh, I was never to be seen again. But, uh, but no, he you're a big fan of his. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was familiar with his music before, but I've I've listened to a bunch of it to get ready for this concert and to get ready to interview him and um it's it's really cool stuff it's all over the place but um but i i like a lot of it i've gone from being familiar with his music to i think being a fan of it it's fair to say now he's he's big in the music industry he's he's a, a known name a lot of that has to do with the people he's been associated with uh he's collaborated with the avid brothers am i saying that correctly or is it avid brothers avid okay awesome um, you know, he's, uh, part of his, part of his story is that he was roommates with Beck and, um, and I'm a huge fan of Beck. And so we do not ask about Beck in this interview because it's not about Beck, but, but that's just part of his story. 
But however, I think a lot of people who listen to this and who are going to go to IndieFest, maybe a lot of them aren't familiar with the Pale Faces body of work. And so um, you are, how would you, you said it's all over the place, but, and again, you, you ask him in this interview and he says he doesn't like to be nailed down to one genre. So I'm asking you if you can pin him to one genre. Well, no, no, but, you know, a lot of it's acoustic. A lot of it has, I mean, it's, it's not dissimilar from a lot of what Beck has done, um, both musically and vocally, but, um, I mean, it's not exactly like that either. One of the things we talked about, and you mentioned this, that he doesn't like to be pinned down, but, you know, he's not, he's not the kind of artist who's going to go out and be like, I'm a metal guy or I'm a punk guy. And he but, seemed to wear it as a badge of honor. Like, like yeah, well, I mean, pe- musicians like that are, you know, really, you know, it, it, that's what makes them what they are. And so I, I think he fits that category. There's a lot of bands out there who become famous for one particular sound and maybe their second or third album in, they decide, I want to try something new. I want to expand. I want to do this or that. And uh, they fail miserably, at least, uh, what's the word? At least publicly. Commercially. Commercially, sorry. Commercially, because of that taking a chance. And that's sad because I've always enjoyed the artist who goes off on a completely different, you know, uh, way of doing things and going back to Beck, you know, Beck is all over the map too. He'll come out with a disco album one time and then he'll turn around and do a completely acoustic album about a breakup. And he seems to be one of the few commercially successful artists who can do that successfully. It's, it's the sort of thing that I've come to appreciate a whole lot more as I've gotten older hearing People want to try different things, and who wants to listen to the same thing all the time? The public does. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, they, it's absolutely true. I mean, you can, you can even, uh, you can, I don't know. There's some artists, I think, who can do anything, and their followers will follow them no matter what. But then, I don't know. Do you think if Taylor Swift came out with a, I don't know, she probably could do it, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, if she came out with a, 90s alternative sound or something that her fans would would still enjoy it but i don't know she's taylor swift probably do whatever she wants this is weird you and i are in the same room together doing this and we haven't been in the same room to do a podcast in a long time late 2019 i feel like i'm not i'm not i'm underperforming because of this i've gotten so used to zoom yeah it's a different dynamic people not looking at me but they can if they want but they're usually not. Do you notice the difference in the energy of this podcast? If so, email complaints to Billy at rantnc.com. Email compliments to Gordon at rantnc.com. I think I think there should be more in-person. Um, where I work, we're starting to do in-person meetings again, although they're in a room where everybody is about 12 feet away from each other and everybody has to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Still, you almost feel like you have to pay attention more you have to contribute more. You have to, you can't turn off your camera and do something else, you know, for these kind of meetings. And that's all starting to come back now. And I, I don't know. I got really used to Zoom, I guess. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of other people did because I could also do my work as it was happening. <laughs> and, and I would have 
my headphones on, and if I heard my name, I would chime in, or if I heard something that needed to be. And if someone did ask you a question and you didn't hear it, you can always say, I'm sorry, I cut out there for a second, or I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. And you can't do that in an in-person meeting. There's a lot of myths about it. Sorry, what was that? I wasn't paying attention. This is Take the Stage and Play by Paleface from his 2020 album, Go Forth. Paleface will be headlining the Carolina Indie Fest September 18th and 19th on the main stage outside Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford.
Excellent. So our guests this week are members of Paleface, Paleface and drummer Bo. Um, thank you for coming on, guys. You guys are headlining the uh, Carolina Indie Fest, and we're really excited to talk to you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the sort of the aim of this podcast has been to, to get the music from a lot of the artists out in front of people here in Sanford who may want to come out. I know that your background is in, you know, like singer-songwriter open mic nights in in New York City, and that's how you got started. And I know that was, you know, your career was out of New York for a long time. I do understand that you live in North Carolina now. So um, when when did you make that? Uh, I think I had just been in New York City long enough that the arc had come to an end. Um, And I also met the Avid brothers, and they were down here, and we became friends, and they were kind of, saying, hey, you know, you should hit the road, you should get out of here, you know. Um, and uh, that's kind of really what got me thinking that it was time to make the move, so. Right. Yep. What'd you like about it down here? We've been gone for a while now. Yeah, we've been we've been down here for a while, so it's been, it was great for us, you know. Awesome. And and how, how long has that been? I, you know, more than 10 years now we've been. Based in North Carolina, but you know, touring all over. Sure, sure. I mean, in your line of work, kind of, you can kind of operate from wherever, right? Yeah, I mean, the last year and a half has been. Everybody knows what it's been, so it has really, you know, we've kind of had this hiatus here. How did the opportunity for you guys to to play at Carolina Indie Fest come up? Well, we received an invitation to play the festival, which was pretty a nice surprise, especially because we had not, you know, with the COVID, we we're all so looking forward to playing music again. So, yeah, yeah. we received an invitation, and um, we have played in Stanford before, so. Um, yeah, I was, I was actually talking to the guys at the brewery um, a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't remember it until they mentioned it, but I think you guys were one of the first acts booked there um, when they first opened. And if it wasn't the first, it was one of the first. And, um, you know, before that, it had been a really long time since I'd seen or heard of any kind of like indie or alternative um, artists, you know, coming to Sanford to play. It hasn't really been a destination for acts like you guys. Um, but so I'm sure that you guys have played all over North Carolina in, in your years here. But what's been your thought process about coming to a place like Sanford to not only play, but to headline in, like a new music festival? I mean, because of the circumstances, we're just really looking forward to it. I mean, we have to play, so yeah. um, it's got an extra. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't care. I wherever we play, as long as there's people there, that's what's important to me. I mean, that sounds kind of corny, but it's really true. I mean, if you can connect with an audience, that's what it's all about. But you know, this one does have a little bit of special. This is kind of special because we. This will be our first show in a year and a half. So that's awesome. We'll see. I mean, we're we're going to probably be pretty nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what are you what are you going to do? So what's the last year and a half look like for you then? I guess no live shows. Has it been? No, we. You know, we've done some. Uh, we've done. Uh, I've made a new record, and that's been taking a lot of my time. And uh, family and uh, trying to stay healthy and, uh, you know, positive and uh, one day at a time, really. I mean, what, what more can you do? I had a, I coincidentally had a shoulder operation during that period. So that kind of put me out of 
action anyway. So you, you mentioned that that new record that came out, um, and I was reading about it, and it looks like it was the first time you you've self produced. Um, was that a decision because of of being locked? locked in with COVID going on or, or was this just a, an artistic decision you made that you wanted to try something different? No, it, uh, well, it happened before we released the record right before, um, COVID happened. That was the first self-produced record. That's the one that we'll be playing because we, we haven't been able to play it. So that'll be the one that we're, we'll be showcasing during the show. Um, I'll go for it. It's called Go Forth. That was just something I did because I, I think I had also just reached the end of writing songs and going to a producer. I just wanted more and I wanted control and I wanted to do it myself. And I, it just seemed like this is the era where if you're an artist, that's what you do. You record yourself and you make decisions. And so that I just went down that road and had to learn all of those things. Sure. It's, it's a really good record. Yeah, and then COVID happened. Then I made another one, you know, and learned more. But, you know, that one's, that one's still in the works. It's not out yet. Right. So. Right. so part of what we're trying to do is, is uh, you know, promote the show, promote uh, the weekend. And you're the headliner. You're, you're the big name here. And, and, and trying, you know, on our end, we're trying to, uh, for a lot of people here, introduce this music. Um, if I can ask you, I may you've had a year and a half to think about this now. Uh, what is what is uh, what is this live show experience uh, going to be like? How would you describe the kind of show that the two of you put on? <laughs> well, it's been a long time, so uh, you know, I don't know. It's just for me, it's really just about getting together. I mean, it's been my life, you know, just playing shows and meeting people and you know, the exchange of energy. So for me, that's what's really important is just getting back to that. Just that exchange, that communication between people on the stage and off the stage, you know, because you meet people before the show, after the show, you talk to them, you hear what they have to say. That's really what it's all about. You know, if you're talking about live shows, that's what it's all about. It's also about good energy and getting people and good spirits. The songs are lively and um, we try to basically project that kind of energy and get try to have fun. Exactly. Try to have fun. Get people to have a good time. So that's one of our things when we, you know, play shows live. So we miss it and we can't wait to play again and, and share that, make that connection. And it's just the two of you, right? Or are you going to have more musicians? No, it's the two of us, but we we can make a lot more sound. We, <laughs> we you know, we, we have our tricks and our... <laughs> You know, it's it's a new it's a new era, so we have pedals and all kinds of things that we do. And yeah, we've been doing it a while, so I mean, of course, we'll see. You know, because it's been a year and a half, but we, you know, we're we're a two piece. But usually, what we get is that people are surprised at how much sound we can make. Yeah, we're acoustic drums and guitar duo, but we also incorporate you know, electronics and, and uh, make it fresh and, and as cool as we can for two people. A lot of the bands that we've been talking to leading up to this, uh, like you, this is going to be, if not their first show, it's going to be one of their first shows. You know, they've recently just got back up. So, um, and, you know, leading up, there's worry that this wasn't going to happen because, you know, 
of other things going on right now, but looks like it's happening. Looks like it's happening. And uh, why why is it uh, you had time to 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 record music during this time? But what is it about live performances that and that you've already talked about this a little bit? But why is it important for for these live performances to start happening again? And and uh, what does that do for the industry as a whole? Well, I don't know about the industry, uh, but you know, it's just it's just good for people, <laughs> you know, I think it's, you know, it's just one of those things that's like, you can, you can sit in your room and you can be online and you can learn a bunch of stuff, but there's just no replacing, uh, experience and being, uh, in front of people and talking face to face with people and hearing what they have to say. I mean, it's just, it's two different things, you know, it's kind of, one is sort of imagined and the other one is real. And the real one is, is the live show. Growing up, what, what was your first memorable live show, live experience? As a fan, I guess. My first live show. First, well, first memorable show. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of them were memorable. When I was a kid, I went and saw like a, uh, like a, a cover band, you know, and they were playing like uh classic rock and that was cool because i didn't know any of that music so you know i was like eight or something that was cool i don't remember <laughs> the name of the band or anything but maybe uh for me you know i've been around a while maybe like rem uh, maybe that was like rem or uh hmm. sonic youth i remember seeing them dinosaur jr i'm kind of from that period so those are the bands that yeah, that's kind of, that's that's awesome. Rocked me, it's pretty cool, you know. Like, I think, I think Gordon's a, a dinosaur junior nerd, aren't you? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, but it's, oh, it's they were loud. they were so loud. Yeah, they were the loudest band ever. I, but I really, you know, I was like, it was the perfect time for me. I was just like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, I believe it. In fact, one of the things I was I was thinking as trying to describe your music and and vocally, a couple of the things that jumped out at me were uh, Damascus. Maybe a little bit of Neil Young. A little, little. Your, your voice is a little deeper, but you've got some of the same or some similar oh. vocal approaches. I think. I try. It's impossible. <laughs> Every time I try to write a song like that, I can't do it. You know. Yeah. You know, you, you try not to because every time you try, you fail because it's never going to be as good as you know. You're living all over me or right. Gold Rush or whatever. But I'm certainly those are wonderful influences. You know. Like, I, I count so many influences at this time for myself, um, you know, and I, I also, something that I've been thinking about is I've always heard that older artists say they're never influenced by younger artists, but I don't think I believe that anymore because I've heard some newer artists that I really enjoy a lot. And I don't know if they've totally influenced me, but they maybe, maybe, I don't know. Right, right. Um, I, I did want to talk about the music. Um, I mean, you've, you've been at this for 30 plus years now. Um, and the music is sort of all over the place, um, you know, sonically. But, but it, it's, it's cool because, you know, I found the song Don't You Understand, which is like basically like a straight up punk rock song versus like something from this, this newest record, like Take the Stage and Play. They're sort of worlds apart, but it also doesn't feel like they're either something that you evolved toward or away from. It's it all feels like you. So I mean, what do you think 
what what is it that drives your your music with talk some more about some of those influences and what you're hoping to achieve well here's what happens i think you know like i don't know everything but there's a few things that i've figured out there you know in music because you mentioned the industry the industry wants to like put you in a box mm-hmm. and they want you to be they want you to be uh heavy metal or they want you to be gothic punk or they want you to be uh you know whatever whatever it is they have their little corners and you can do that type of music and you can get the wardrobe and you can get the right guitar and you can get the right sound and the right look and you can do music by the numbers if you want some people are really good at that i'm not very good at that but I like all those styles of music. So I just kind of, you know, whatever comes out, I'm not thinking, oh, I can't do this because it doesn't fit with, you know? Yeah. So, I, and I've, I've played with some of those artists and, and and some of them are really good and I don't have anything against them, but I can see that there's like a formula. Right. And maybe I've just never been able to, I'm just, you know, that's probably one of, one of my, problems you know with the industry is i've never been able to do that so i don't know you know do what you feel yeah so but but on the other hand then that keeps me somewhat safeguarded from just being trapped in a in a specific time all the time you know artists they get they get so attached to a certain uh time that they can't that's it you know that's all it is at what point did um mo did you join up uh, well, I was living in New York City in the, you know, after college in the earlier 2000s, and I was working after college and looking for a creative outlet, and I started hanging out in the Lower East Side in New York City, and there was a cool scene called Antifold, and I would go to the open mics just to hang out and support new friends that I was making and going to their shows, and eventually I bought a drum set, and I started jamming at night and three months later I was playing my first gig in the city and I was going to self-based shows just to see I was going to um, Langhorn Slim shows and uh, the Moldy Peaches and Regina Spector and after a couple of few years playing I started playing with self-based and we got together and we've been together ever since um, and then we decided to move to North Carolina and I quit my job and We've been touring ever since we moved to North Carolina about 10 years ago or whatnot. What's it been like to, to, to join up with, you know, an established act as a collaborator? I mean, you're, you're pretty uh, prominently featured vocally anyway. So, I mean, I guess if you guys could just tell us about your process of working together. Well, when I started uh, playing with Cellface, uh, I was learning to play the drums, but I wasn't singing either. But uh, I just little by little have been gaining confidence because I've been playing all the time and we play so many shows that he just, you know, gave me more opportunities to, you know, try new things. And well, for instance, we have a song on, on go forth called, what's it called? Uh, it all depends. It all depends. Mm-hmm. It all depends on what happens next. Now that's the song that I had, you know, I had all the music and I was writing some words and it just didn't sound right with me singing it for whatever reason it just didn't work and i gave it to mo to sing it and it not only sounded right to me but it also kind of changed the meaning of the song and it was really kind of cool 
to have that option, you know, because her voice is completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so it just completely changed the song and really saved it because I really liked the music, but I couldn't vocally make bring anything to it to to uh, you know compete with that music. But she she nailed it. Okay. Is I mean, is that sort of a one thing that that's easy to find about you is that you've done a lot of collaborating with other artists. Does I mean, are, are those sort of lessons learned from those collaborations? Does, does collaborating come naturally to you? Um, I don't know. You know, uh, it depends. You know, I'm I'm sort of a control freak, so <laughs> if people collaborate with me, it's usually I'll want to take what they have and kind of mess around with it. And if they're okay with that, great. If they're not, I'll disrespect that and I won't touch, you know. I mean, it's happened in the past where there's been certain songs that people had and, and I've asked, I said, well, do you think I could take that and do something with it? And if they say yes, then great, you know. Sometimes something really good has come of it. And if they say no, then, well, you just have to leave it there. It's right. their, you know, it's it's their their decision really on that. But, you know, I have been, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have done some collaboration. It's not my not my main thing to do, but Mo and I are sort of co-collaborators. Yeah, you could say that. No, in life, really. <laughs> Have you collaborated with the Ava Brothers, but... Collaborated with David and uh, other people, you know, here and there. And the the Ava Brothers here, uh, North Carolina, they, they're what, gods here? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, what, well, I um, met them before they were gods. <laughs> but, uh... I, I you, knew that you say you, know, you, you learn. I, I knew that. I knew that they were going. It was clear at that time when it was just Scott and Seth and Bob in the van, and I would. I was in the van on occasion with them. It was clear where they were going. I didn't have any. I was certain that all all of the things that have happened, none of it has been a surprise to me. But you know, I don't have the same level of intimidation because I remember them back in the day. So. Right. Excellent. Well, guys, we are really looking forward to, to watching you play on um, on that Saturday. So um, just want to thank you guys for taking the time to join us. And uh, yeah, like I said, we look forward to meeting you. Thanks for having me.
Tight by Paleface from the 2020 album Go Forth. Paleface will be headlining the Carolina Indie Fest on Saturday, September 18th on the main stage uh, outside Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford. So one thing uh, we have that's, that's new for the, the Ramp World is, um, and we promised it would be available on Tuesday, September 7th, which is the day that we are currently recording this, and that's not the case because it's taken a little longer, as things sometimes do when you're doing them for the first time. But we are converting our entire printed edition into Spanish language. Um, this will be done digitally, uh, and there will be a, a Spanish language e-edition of the Rant. Um, We've brought in a translator, Kira Rodriguez, who's done an awesome job converting all our content over. This will be available at <laughs> issue.com, www.issuu.com slash rantnc in Espanol. I'm excited about it, though. I am, too. It is, uh, it's really weird to see. We're putting it together as we speak. Um, it's really weird to see our words translated into a different language and, and made into a, a product like this. Uh, I do not know Spanish. I, I can understand, you know, some of it, I can read it here and there, but I, as you said, uh, um, this was translated by Miss um, Rodriguez who did a, a great job so far from what I've seen, but, but it's really cool to see for me, it's the headlines. Like, um, just even on the, uh, on the page four where we have, um, you know, the, our, our, uh, ode to chicken sandwiches. And so <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's sandwiches de polo now. And it, I just seeing that it's, uh, yes, you're correct. Pollo. It's, uh, it's just cool. It's just cool to see. And the reason we're doing it is, I mean, obviously, we, we want more readers, and um, but but also uh, this opens up a lot of opportunities for us to tell stories. I think of people who normally maybe wouldn't have reached out to us to tell us their stories, and so already for the upcoming October edition, um, we're going to feature uh, FC Sanford, or or is it Sanford FC? I'll have that correct for the story, but it's the soccer club here who has a lot of players who are uh, Hispanic. And I think this is a, a perfect opportunity for us to, um, to tell those stories and, uh, you know, and ha- just have more readers. That, that's the whole idea with this is, is to get more readers and um, it allows us to reach more people. I think uh, we have a, a growing Hispanic population here and, there's a lot of stories out there that we haven't told yet. And maybe now that we have a Spanish version of our printed publication, um, maybe it'll reach more people and they'll reach out to us. That's the hope anyway. And when uh, this, to be clear, Kira Rodriguez, who's doing the translation, reached out to us with this idea. And um, she was very complimentary of what we've done and said that, you know, the, the pieces are timely and, and useful and important. And there currently isn't something like that for the Spanish-speaking population. I don't know about elsewhere in North Carolina, but I know not in Lee County. 
And like I said, one of the biggest stories we had this month um, was about who's going to be running the EMS service. Now, I don't care what language you speak, but you care who's going to come pick you up if you have to call 911. And so that story is relevant, just as relevant to everybody. Um, the Indie Fest, you know, it, people like music regardless of what language they speak. Everything we do, you know, if it, if it impacts English-speaking readers, it also impacts Spanish-speaking readers. So we just thought it was a great idea to be able to offer this. Yeah, and like I said, putting it together, it's just really cool to see it so far. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited about it. And um, we've got stories coming up in the next few months that I think will um, will be of interest to to everybody, and not just our English-speaking readers. And so. Uh, my wife works at, at uh, Lee County Schools as a substitute teacher, and um, and I, you know my kids go to public schools here, and Lee County is an extremely diverse county, and uh, um, there's a lot of students here who are the first English-speaking members of their family. A lot of students here whose parents don't speak English, and so yeah. Um, it's a shame that they don't have they don't have their news sources here that that for local news like that and uh we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes i'm excited about it i think it was it was a great idea like you said she came to us and said that this would be a good idea and and uh, we we trust that uh that she's correct in this and um i i, I don't know i don't know and maybe we'll learn some spanish as we go i'm learning a few words already septiembre is coming back to me but but not much. I took French in high school. I I don't know why. I went to high school in Texas. There, I brought up Texas again. And Texas, Texas? yeah, Texas has a, a very large Hispanic population. And for some reason in high school, I said, I'm going to, instead of do something that would be very useful in my life, I'm going to take French. So, so I did. Although I did move to Louisiana after that. And knowing French in Louisiana was very helpful. So I take it back. I made the right choice. Speaking of Louisiana, y'all know when that Popeyes is opening? <laughs> <laughs>